FM. Revolutions per minute. Indigenous music culture. Yo, yo, check one, check two. RPM FM, Indigenous music culture. This is your host, Oz12, and I'm here on the line via Skype with... Anin Lorenzo, the Indigenous cast, also known as uh, Leonard Sumner. I'm Anishinaabe from uh, the little Saskatchewan First Nation in, in uh, Manitoba. I was born in Winnipeg, but I was raised on the res, and currently back in Winnipeg is making music. Nice, nice, nice. How has uh, your indigenous culture inspired your music creation? Uh, just being an Indian, I guess, inspires me every day, you know? Like, uh, a lot of people don't really realize the indigenous perspective. Like, I don't have uh, as culture as, 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 like, traditional culture, really. Like, I grew up... Uh, like I said, Little Saskatchewan First Nation, and uh, there's there's really no traditional culture there. Like the only the closest thing is like hunting and fishing, and my dad's a fisherman and he's a hunter. And uh, I grew up uh, going out and doing that stuff with him. But uh, as far as culture, like with uh, dancing or like uh, singing uh, powwow or traditional native songs, I, I didn't grow up around any of that, and I'm just kind of discovering it now. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, man. You know, like uh, I went to a sweat lodge for the first time last month, and you know, it felt it was rejuvenating. It was great, and I'd like to uh, to learn a little bit more as I'm as I'm getting older. Yeah, yeah. I think for most of us, it's always a a constant, you know, or relearning of this kind of stuff. I think for most people, and relearning, yeah. Like uh, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I didn't grow up around it. Like the the community I grew up in was a uh, very Christian, and uh, that's what I grew up around, right? So, like, uh, I, you know, Christianity is supposed to be about love, and you know, if that's if that's what someone chooses to follow, that's that's beautiful too, you know. As long as you're living a good life, I think uh, being a good person, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you are, you're doing all right. Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, I've heard some of your stuff. You know, you've you, you've kind of delved in between hip hop and you've delved into some uh, country and rock stuff. What were your, uh, you know, your major musical influences growing up? Uh, growing up, we used to have this uh, radio station on the oldies uh, on the AM. It was KY fifty eight, <laughs> and uh, we used to listen to that. Like my mom would have it on in, in the morning all the time, and uh, I used to love listening to the oldies. Man, I still do, and uh, like. Just taking trips with my dad and my mom. They used to listen to Conway Twitty and Dolly Parton and Dwight Yoakam and you know all these these old classic music. And as I as I grew into a teenager, I still listened to a lot of country. Like I liked Steve Earle and you know uh, uh, Dwight Yoakam and Johnny Cash. And then I started listening to rap music as I got into my teens. And I listened I liked listening to N.W.A. and the West Side Connection. I liked a lot of West Coast stuff. And as I got into my later teens, I started digging more the the East Coast stuff and Southern stuff. So it's all influenced me, you know, like uh, everything I, I listen to is like my brain's just like a sponge. And I I, I like the R&B stuff, so I, if I, I can sing it, you know, I, I like to sing, you know. It's, just everything influences me, man. I think music is, is doesn't not supposed to be only like, the, not supposed to only like one kind of music, you know, like a lot of people... They base their life around one kind of music almost, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like people should do that. You know, like I write country music because I grew up around it and I love it. I write rap music because I, I grew up around listening to it and I love it. You know, music is music, and if you can, 
if you can create uh, both and do them well, then why not, right? Have you you've been doing a bit of touring lately, uh, doing shows and stuff out and about? Oh, yeah, I do a lot of shows here in Winnipeg. Uh, mostly, uh, you know, I, I get a lot of, like, do a fundraiser kind of thing and, you know, uh, I get booked at little shows here and there. But uh, I've, I've done a lot of shows in uh, the Manitoba Reserves this year. And uh, I just got back from Sandy Lake, Ontario. Actually, it's a flying community. And uh, we were there for their second annual powwow and youth conference. And it was a good time, you know. I had a, I had a great time up there. A lot of nice people. You know, I checked, I like going around checking out different reserves, especially the fly-ins because they're so different. Like mine is accessible by highway like all year round. It's actually flooding out pretty bad right now, but uh, I guess uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a story for a different day. But I lo yeah, I love going around checking out the reserves, you know, like uh, I haven't really done any shows in any other cities besides Winnipeg. I did Brandon, but uh, I love doing the red shows, man. The red shows are... That's, that's like the number one thing for me. I love I love performing for the people, man. And if I can uh, make a fan or two of while I'm out there and make some new friends, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's always great to go back to the communities, especially the the more uh, the more rural ones, and see their see their reactions to, to different types of music. Yeah, man, for sure. And it's, it's cool because everybody has YouTube now. You know what I mean? Everybody has internet, so they can they can. Uh, like I went to a reserve. Uh, little black river and i was just chilling out hanging around outside and this kid walks up to me he's like hey you lorenzo i was like yeah he's like oh man i have your song on my ipod you know he pulls out the video ipod and it's got you know my video playing on there and you know that alone is just pretty pretty cool on its own and it's uh it's pretty crazy how like you know technology you could i remember i used to like download a song uh one song at a time on a dial-up, you know? <laughs> like, uh, this is like, take an hour to get a song, and now these kids, they, they, can, they can, in seconds, watch their favorite, their favorite and discover new music, and I think the internet's really opening up for, uh, it's creating a, a great buzz for the native artists in, in our own communities, you know? Like, it's creating a demand for native artists that, uh, that wasn't really there before. Nobody knew who you were because there was no internet, right? So pretty cool how the internet's opening up doors for first nations artists to to go into the communities that they made they mainly they may never have even heard of themselves you know like or they don't know that they're listening they're being listened to in different reserves and it's pretty cool that uh, the internet's giving us that now yeah with that in mind what do you think about this whole labeling of aboriginal music within canada and our global scene Aboriginal music, uh, I hear a lot of people that, <clears throat> that like to say that uh, they're an artist first and then they're Aboriginal. Uh, personally, like, uh, I think I'm Aboriginal or First Nation, you know, I'm Anishinaabe before anything, right? So, like, I think uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, have what I have to say if I wasn't a Native person, you know, and seeing things that go on, you know, like, we don't have the, exactly the best lives in, in Canada, you know, so to be able to speak for on our people as a part as an artist you know like i don't mind the the label of aboriginal artist because uh that's what i am man you know like i'm a first nations anishinaabe artist and like uh it's just a, it's a title like like anything else man you know like i don't mind it i know some people are offended by it and they don't want to be labeled as aboriginal artists or oh well, the word aboriginal itself 
I kind of I don't I don't really even use it that much. I don't know why I'm saying it so much here. It seems like the right th- seems like the right thing to say, you know. But like I, I'm like I'm Anishinaabe, I'm First Nation, you know, like Indian. Even I use the word Indian sometimes still, you know. Like it's just it's a name, man. You know, it's if you're an artist, you're an artist. It doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't matter if you have a someone's putting a title on you. You're still an artist. Right. Uh, we talked to Alan Gray Eyes uh, earlier. And uh, he had talked about even if you're labeled Aboriginal or Indigenous or Indian or First Nations, if you don't have your business together, it doesn't matter what kind of label they put on you. That's right. Alan's the shit, man. Alan's like the best dude, man. I wouldn't be anywhere without Alan Gray Eyes, actually. And Manitoba Music is a big help. And Streets FM here in Winnipeg is huge. Like, uh, I think it, I heard it was the only hip hop station left in Canada or something like that. that this, was strictly hip hop kind of, and well, they play R and B and dance now too. But to, to have like a radio station that's First Nation operated and owned, and it's like you know the biggest, it's voted the best in Winnipeg two years in a row by Uptown Magazine. Like the voters of the city, the people have chosen it their favorite radio station, man. Like and it's, it's you know First Nations people running it, so they got their 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 act together, and uh, you know they're First Nation. You know, it doesn't like like Alan said, doesn't matter if you don't got your business right, then it doesn't matter what title they put on you, right? So they're doing it right in their First Nation, and everybody respects them as a as a station here in Winnipeg. So that's dope. As as well as Streets FM being recognized by Uptown Magazine, I heard that you were also recognized in Uptown Magazine recently. Yeah, I was voted uh, best new solo artist in 2011 by the readers of Uptown Magazine, which is huge, man, because like I didn't even. I think that, that honestly that has a lot to do with Streets FM and the people that that listen to Streets were the people that voted and uh, and they, they play a lot of my music on there and a lot of everybody you know they play you they play Winnipeg's most they play everybody First Nation you know and then they mix it in with uh, all the the mainstream artists at, at the same time and that's uh, it's huge, man. Because you get you get the the people know you, man. Like I go to Portage Place Mall, and people know who I am, and it's like it's crazy, man. You know, like it's you feel like a like a star here in your own city. You know, like I'm still going to Giant Tiger once in a while. You know, I was there yesterday trying to buy an air conditioner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then people come up to you like, oh man, you know, like they're starstruck, and it's crazy because you're just you know you're one of them. But you know, the radio station makes you like uh, it gives you this like uh, star quality I guess to it it's, it's pretty cool yeah that's pretty amazing um, especially to be uh, voted something like that because you're pretty fresh out the gates you know you, I, I met you at Amp Camp last year was it last year or the, yeah. yeah last year 2010 yeah yeah so you've uh, you must be working on albums and stuff by now right well I've been I've been working on like I dropped the EP the Res Poetry and that's available for download on my page, uh, Lorenzo, on Facebook. Just look and look for Lorenzo, all capital letters. Uh, you can download all my music. Everything I've released so far is for free download. I have two projects that I did. I did the Res Poetry EP, and I did Featuring Lorenzo, which is kind of like uh, I stole the idea from Ice Cube. You know, that Easy e did, like, Featuring Easy e they just compiled a bunch of tracks that they were working on with other people and put it in and included some new material. And that's what I did, you know, basically free download. And 
that's uh, it had new music, it had like remixes and stuff like unreleased stuff that I just didn't know what to do with. And th those projects have done really well. And right now I'm just working on like like my other music. Like I do, I'm trying to do a country kind of rap, R&B, blues kind of thing. Like it's it's all you know it's all mixed up, man. I play with my guitar, and uh, a lot of people aren't aren't used to seeing. Uh, Anybody rap with a guitar, unless it's like Everlast or B.O.B. I think does it now. But uh, that's that's what I've, I'm kind of working on is just playing guitar and rapping. And I'm supposed to work with a producer and work on a, on an album that's going to be like like roots kind of hip hop and a bunch of different. It's like just a bunch of different music, man. Like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a fusion of hip hop and R&B and country and you know rap and. That's that's what I'm working on, man. Just trying to get that all together, trying to get the money together, and making a, a plan, getting that business side done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're in a great place for that. Um, if if you could work with any artists, past or present, who would who would that be, and why? Uh, I would have to say, uh, I think Rick Rubin would be like as a, as a producer would be cool to work with, man, because I loved everything that he's ever really brought out you know even that dixie chicks album was wicked the one he produced for them <clears throat> and uh i think steve Earle would be a good one just because like you know he, he's uh he seems like a like a like he'd be a cool guy to work with and i just love all his old music and uh probably johnny cash is the other one you know just because he's johnny cash right like he's the man in black great inspiration the man in black, you know, inspires my, you see, inspires my attire every day still, you know. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Uh, what else do you do other than music, bro? Uh, I'm into uh, video production and I uh, did a short documentary before. Uh, it's called The Mick Ming. That means uh, on the ice. And uh, it's basically a documentary about my dad uh, fishing back home in the community. It, uh, it's a short, a short documentary. And uh, yeah, just just basically follows a day in the life of a fisherman back home, and uh, with snowmobiles and checking nets and stuff like that. And it's it's gone on to some pretty good, uh, you know. It, it played uh, Antimatter Film Festival in Victoria, played Dawson City International Film Festival, uh, American Indian Film Festival, and I think it was archived at the Smithsonian. They said uh, my distributor told me it was archived with the Smithsonian in San Francisco or something like that. Wow. Or Washington. It's pretty cool, man. You know, like played Montreal. Like it's gone all over the world, and it's great to tell, you know, the my my dad's story basically. And he talks about uh, how he just he does it, to, you know, and he dedicates the video to the people uh, that used to fish before him because that's how we you know that's how they lived back then you know now of course you know we go buy groceries at the local store but back then when it was a hard life you know they had to that's what they had to do they had to work to eat you know like i wanted to preserve because i'm not a fisherman that was my way of preserving that's my way of telling the story you know keeping it going and within the family so yeah it was, it was great man i do that and i'm i'm in the national screen institute it has a program called new voices I'm in, I'm currently doing that. It's uh, like film training. Just basically, you, you get to meet a lot of people. You got to meet the creators of Wapos Bay, uh, like a stunt director and all sorts of different people like every day. And we're working, I'm gonna be working on a short film uh, this month actually, I just working on the script now. And uh, yeah, just keeping busy, man. Trying to do as much as I can, you know. We, 
only got one life and try to make the try to make the most of it right yeah it's dope man it's dope to be able to uh be able to do many things and many styles and many genres and reach many places right yeah yeah, do you have any advice for a young artist coming up, uh, you know, uh, doing this music thing, trying to get into the business? Uh, to thine own self be true, the the quote I live by. And uh, also, uh, there's another quote I live by, it's like, how selfish, it, how selfish is it to sit down and write when you have not stood up to live? You know, like those little, those little quotes like that are kind of things that keep me going, you know, it keeps my music real keeps my writing real you know i don't try to write about things that i haven't experienced i don't try to write about you know like uh bling and club lifestyle because that's not who i am as a person you know like i'm just being true to myself and the music that i make reflects that and uh you know like i don't try to make up a bunch of different stories you know i just i write about what i live and just being true to uh, myself you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say that they need to do that themselves too. Just be themselves, you know. If it's if it's rock music, that's uh, that's what you like, or if it's pop music, you know, whatever whatever you think is true to yourself, then that's what you should do. You heard it here, kids. Integrity and authenticity from Lorenzo. What else? If there's anything else you could share with the world of indigenous music culture, what would it be? I think uh, traditional traditional native songs are are pretty beautiful, man. Like. Like I said, I never grew up around them, but I've been hearing them a lot lately. And I think they're, you know, like just the singers are incredible, man. You know, if you ever hear a powwow singer, like sing one of their songs and just a hand drum, it's unbelievable. And then if there's a group of them, you know, in a drum drum group, like I think I think that, that music's just incredible, man. Like, and, you know, our our ancestors are the ones who created that and that it's still going, you know, after everything it's been through. I think uh, I think it needs to be heard by more ears and respected by more people because a lot of people think of Indians or Native people and they go like, you know, like the Hollywood kind of bullshit. But uh, to, to actually to sit with someone who knows about what they're doing and what, what the songs actually mean, the meanings of the songs, that should be shared more just as much as the music, you know, the meaning behind the song. Word up, word up. Well, this has been RPM FM, Revolutions Permanent Indigenous Music Culture, here on the line with the great homie and friend, Leonard Sumner, a.k.a. Lorenzo. Just want to thank you for yes, coming sir. out to talk to us, man. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much, man. RPM FM. Sounds, sounds like something great. It's a good thing. You guys are doing a good thing, man. Keep up the good work. Word up, word up. Thanks, bro. I'm the Revolutions per minute.